Magandang hapon. This is how we say good afternoon in the Philippines. Magandang hapon. So first, allow me to express my sincerest gratitude to uh, Father Charles Persing for receiving me on behalf of my Order the Disciples of Mary. So I am Father Dexter Nebrida of the Alagad ni Maria. And Alagad ni Maria is a Tagalog Filipino word for, uh, Filipino for Disciples of Mary. And, you know, I am from the Philippines. For those of you who don't know, um, the Philippines is an archipelago of 7,641 islands, 8,000 miles from here, um, other side of the world. So please come visit the Philippines. It's only about a 16-hour straight flight. So please join me. Yeah, so we have, uh, well, we have a lot of islands, so definitely we are famous for that. And actually in the Time magazine, I think um, recently the twin, one of the 20, like 53 best places in the world is we are a part of that, of that list. Uh, one of, it's called Boracay Island. It's in the Philippines. So one of the 53 best places in the world right now is in the Philippines. So yeah, we have wonderful, wonderful, um, gorgeous islands. We also have the sweetest mangoes in the world, according to Guinness Book of World Records. No offense to Mexicans or Indians, but Filipinos, we have the best mangoes. So I'm sorry if you have Mexicans or Indians here. And according to Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul, we have the best pig in the world. Um, the Filipinos, we are crazy about two things. Number one, basketball, which doesn't make sense because we don't have the height for it. And second thing, blessed mother. We are a country in love with Mary. We love her so much that some Christian denominations think that we worship her, but we don't, you know, we just love her so much. And everywhere you go, there are two things you can find in the Philippines, every corner, every street alley, so a basketball ring or a statue of the Blessed Mother. So that is the Philippines for you. Um, currently, I am working, I'm here in the States on my fifth year now doing ministry. Um, I'm, I'm currently in the, in the Diocese of Camden. I am a school chaplain and a religion teacher at Paul Six High School in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Well, it's right across the Delaware River from Philadelphia, so go Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly? No? Okay. <laughs> so no, no, no Eagles fans here, apparently. Oh, there, okay. Fly, Eagles, fly. Now, I'd like to tell you about my religious community, the Disciples of Mary. Our group started with five high school young men that wanted to do one thing, to pray the rosary every day. Five young kids, basically kids, like high school kids. And from five people, it became five, and then 10, and then before they know it, the entire school is praying the, whole, the, the rosary every day. And then from one school, this devotion to the Blessed Mother spread to other schools as well. And from that humble beginning of just wanting to pray the rosary, the simple um, thing that these five young men wanted to do, these young men found themselves consecrating their lives to carry out this noble cause. And so on September 8, 1990, our community, Alagadni Maria, the Disciples of Mary, um, was established. And these five young men, five high school young men, who were eventually became priests, and 32 years later, um, we have now around 30 priests and around uh, 40 seminarians. So that is where we are right now. The disciples of Mary started by just praying the rosary 
every day. The disciples of Mary considered the youth as gems of God's kingdom, and it is informing them after the Blessed Mother that we hope to enlighten the conscience of the people and eventually to bring the world to stand with Mary at the foot of the cross. And, yeah, we believe in the special role of the Blessed Mother that, according to God's design, in obtaining the graces for the realization of God's kingdom. That is why we form the young people, we gather them, and we form them spiritually, morally, um, in the different schools in the Philippines, different public high schools, and so that they can, you know, be um, well-rounded individuals and good citizens of, 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 of the Philippines. And currently, we are, we are, we are present in a lot of um, different schools and uh, in, in, in the different regions in the Philippines and basically doing the same thing, you know, gathering young people, um, providing alternative lifestyle for them by conducting leadership training workshops, uh, doing retreats, prayer rallies, prayer concerts, assemblies, um, sporting events, and um, we are, yeah, and that's what basically what we do. And currently, we are working with um, the Department of Education. We are uh, sort of consultants in, um, in uh, the Department of Education consults us in forming the young people spiritually and morally. So it's a beautiful thing. The church and the government working together to form the young people in the Philippines. The Bishop of Orange in Anaheim, in, uh, sorry, in, in, in California, Orange, California, um, visited the Philippines once and he witnessed this ministry to the young people and he wanted to bring that to Dyes of Orange in, in, in California and so he did. And so now we are already starting also in the Dyes of Orange, we have this group called Young Disciples of Mary, basically doing the same thing, you know, gathering young people and um, doing um, ac different activities, provide them alternative lifestyle activities, sports, and, you know, still uh, also devotion to the Blessed Mother. So all of those things. Now, I would like to um, tell you a little bit of my story and why I am here and why I am specifically chosen to do this mission appeal for our community. It's a little bit complicated, but please bear with me. I want to start by saying, by describing myself as a bastard. I'm using the neutral meaning of the word in the Philippines, that's what we, what we use, the neutral meaning of the word, meaning uh, my mom and dad had me, but my dad is married to another woman. So my dad sort of has like two families, but then when I was young, um, of course, my dad has to um, spend his time more with his legitimate family, so my mom has to tend for us, myself and my sister, but, you know, uh, Philippines, we, we, uh, we, we were poor. My mom was a waitress, but then she could barely make ends meet. And so I wanted to help our situation as an eight-year-old boy. And I thought of one thing. I, 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 um, I, was, I did this thing. I, I was catching frogs in a nearby cemetery. And then I would sell those frogs either to restaurants or to science teachers for experiments, right? <laughs> so I would get about a quarter of a dollar on a very, very good day. But still that, you know, quarter of a dollar still wasn't, you know, good enough to get, you know, food on the table. Um, we would sometimes get by with just rice and salt and that's it. That's the meal uh, for the day of my mom and me and my sister. 
But then an opportunity opens up one day. So one day an opportunity opens up and um, um, one of my mom's friend asked me to deliver a package to a friend of his. I agreed and delivered the package. And to my surprise, I was paid generously by delivering a package. So one day I was delivering a package and then with my uh, bag and, and, and then I tripped and, uh, with my bag and out came the package. And it was a white powdery stuff. White powder. It was meth. I stopped for a moment and told myself, oh, this is going to end badly for me. I, I might end up in jail. But then I remembered that the money I got from doing this, delivering this package, put, helped put food on the table. We were poor. We don't have money. We can hardly get by. And so I slowly returned the package to the bag and proceeded to, uh, with the delivery. Um, I was, you know, I, I, I was called, I, was, I became a runner. Runner. It's a fancy term for a drug mule or drug courier. And let me tell you, I was excellent runner because I was a kid. I was eight years old. The police wouldn't suspect a kid carrying drugs. And so I was successful. I did that for six years without getting caught because I'm a kid. So I can get away with that. And so I did that. But then you know what? God works in um, mysterious ways. Others would call it um, coincidence, but in the eyes of faith, we call it providence. One day, as I was delivering a package, I bumped into my old friend. I was already 14 at this time, six years into this scheme. And then my, suddenly my friend told me, hey, come, come join me. Until I, I'm attending a meeting. Come join me. You're going to like it. And then for some reason, so what, what's it about? Just join me. And then out of the blue, I just said, yes, okay, why not? I, and I did. And I did join him in that meeting. And that meeting is a meeting of young people, uh, Bible a study group of young people praying to, uh, reading the Bible, sharing stories, and then praying the rosary after. Sounds familiar? Yes, because it is the same group, you know, the disciples of Mary had. And this is the, the um, ministry that is done by the, the disciples of Mary. So I, I joined the first meeting. I thought I'm not going to be able to join them again, but then for some reason I kept on coming back. The second, third and then I was eventually became a good, uh, an active part of this Bible study group, group of young people reading the Bible, telling stories, and praying the rosary. And eventually, I became part of that ministry, an active part at that. And through the young people I met through that ministry, young by the disciples of Mary, I was able to finally leave my drug career <laughs> behind. And eventually... You know, and as I, was, as I was attending one of those concerts with thousands of kids in one arena, you know, I saw priests and seminarians dancing and singing with joy in their eyes. And I told myself, I was looking at them. I was in this arena with thousands of people singing and dancing. I said, well, I want to have what they had, you know, that joy in their eyes. And I want to do what they have done for me, you know, turn my life Around And I eventually decided to enter the seminary, the order of the disciples of Mary, 
11 years later, I became a priest, and seven years now into the ministry, here I am in your midst. Our God is a God of surprises. God doesn't owe us anything. In fact, we owe him. You know, we, we have our lives, we have our opportunities, we have the people in our lives God has given to us. So um, he doesn't owe us anything. But surprise, surprise, he woke us up this morning. You know, um, we um, were able to go to ch church right now. We have our families, we have our, our, our friends, our opportunities. And um, we're able to put our feet, on the, our feet on the ground. I was a drug mule, drug courier, but surprise, surprise, I'm now a priest. I'm now a priest, and I'm speaking in front of you. And, um, you know, God comes to us in ways that we can never predict or deserve. And how do we respond to this God of surprises? Well, we respond to God by, um, like, like Mary, like, like Mary, like what Mary did in the gospel. We must make sure to have space, you know, even if it's just a little, to receive God in our lives. You know, I had that space to say yes to that invitation, you know, to join this group, this meeting. And I think this is what Mary has, uh, was telling us in the gospel, you know, let's make sure to have space to receive God in our lives. Sometimes, you know, life gets us down and we are beset with many difficulties. We fill our lives with things that we think are the better part. And sometimes because of that, we are tempted to say, you know, God cannot do this for me. You know, my child would not share my faith. Uh, my marriage has ended, and so there is no hope for me. It is then that we should do what Mary did. Have a space to receive God in our lives. And then, once we do that, we should be able to say, Lord, surprise me. Surprise me with your love. Surprise me with more than I deserve. So last week in Father Charles Persing homily, um, you know, um, he asked the question, how do we help the people, you know, in, in the world who have, who, 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 who has a hard time finding hope? How do we help the, 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 the man in the ditch, the, 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 the person on the side of the road? And how do we be church? Father Persing said, right? Ask that question. How do we be church? By helping us, you know, in uh, helping young people find hope. By helping the missionaries of the church, um, you are participating in that mission of the church. We are participating in being a church of bringing Christ to the world. And let me tell you, your assistance, no matter how small it is, you know, uh, allows us to go to the farthest corners of the world. It goes a very, very long way and allows us to proclaim God's message to all people that, yes, God is with us, you know, there and because of that, we should never lose hope. There is, there is always hope. Thank you for listening and opening your hearts to the, heed the call to help the mission of the church in other parts of the world. And as we say in the Philippines, uh, maraming salamat po.